It's good to be with you all. I want to say again, thank you to Jan and Sheridan and to the whole Activate Church for your generosity towards us, for your hospitality, for your friendship. Um, we've really appreciated the time that we've been able to spend together, and I believe that God is going to do something extraordinary in your life tonight. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17 says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old is gone, the new is here. I don't know about you, but I love fresh starts. Do you like a fresh start? Yeah. It's like a clean sheet of paper or something where you get the opportunity to start again. It's a good feeling, isn't it? Isn't it? It's sort of like when I try diets, it's like a fresh start and I'm start off. Usually try and do it at the start of the week or the start of a month and I give myself to it and by Tuesday I, I put it off till the next Monday. <laughs> it's the same with so many different things. But for all of us, I think we love the idea of a fresh start. We love the idea of having a, another go at something. We also like the idea that the slate has been wiped clean. Have you ever said something or done something and um, you felt guilty about it? It could be that you've got somebody's name wrong. It could be that uh, you've done something wrong. And then in a moment you think, oh, I just wish I could have this all over again. If, if, you know, if I said, hey, it's great to be with Eastside Apostolic Church tonight. It would, it, it would be like, if I'd have said that accidentally, I'd be, oh man, if only I could just go down and get back up and start again. It would be, because it feels good when you get a fresh go. And, um, and sometimes in relationships, we need a fresh go with one another. That's what forgiveness is all about, isn't it? And, um, you know, because we're followers of Christ, forgiveness ought to be exhibited freely. Not, not, not just taken, but given as well. And so, you know, in our relationships with one another, we know that um, we're not perfect, but we expect perfection from everyone else. But the reality is no one is, no one is perfect, and, and the way the church or the family of God is supposed to work is forgiveness is supposed to be extended one to another. In other words, we're to bear with one another, we're to carry one another, we're to acknowledge one another. And, and you know, tonight what I want to talk to you about... Um, may well be offensive to you because it was offensive when Jesus spoke to the people he was speaking about. And the reason it was offensive is because the people answered prior to understanding. And the question I'm going to ask you in a few moments, I don't want you to answer, even though you instinctively will. You may not verbalize it, but you will internally one way or the other. What had happened in this circumstance in, in John chapter 8 is Jesus began speaking to a group of people and he asked them, a, or he posed to them a simple statement. He says, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And it's in the middle of the argument that he's having with this group of people. And so my question is really a simple one tonight and I, want, I don't want you to answer I don't want you to verbalize an answer, and I want you to attempt not to answer internally as well. But the question is this, how free are you? The reason Jesus had an argument with the people was because they thought they were free and they weren't. And I would venture to say that part of our problem as followers of Christ is we assume we have 
more freedom than we actually have. And because we assume we have more freedom than we actually have, we don't get free of that which is binding us, which is tying us up. Now, when we talk about freedom, it means many different things to many different people, but primarily for us, most of the time we think of restriction. And if I say you've been set free, you're usually thinking you've been in a place of confinement uh, and, and the instinctive thing to do is think, you know, if someone's set free, they're set free from a prison. You, you go back to some movie where you see someone get set free out of a prison. The door's open, they're set free. We understand that. Someone's tied up in some form or another, you know, uh, and, and, the, and, and the handcuffs are undone, then they're set free. And so we've got lots of ideas in our mind about freedom, but most of it relates to physical freedom. Uh, Jan is in the process of being set free. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Her wrist at the moment is in the... She was a bit worried then. (laughs) I should have left it longer. (laughs) But, But, you know, there's a restriction at the moment as a result of an injury and also a brace, but she's in the process of being set free from that and there'll be a day where it will no longer hinder her. But again, it's a physical thing as well. But the reality for us, most of our restrictions are psychological or spiritual. One of the two. We have some physical restrictions perhaps, but that's less of what I'm discussing tonight. I want to talk to you about the psychological or spiritual, and I understand there's a difference between the two, but it's hard at times to discern which one's the issue. But there are psychological and spiritual restrictions we submit ourselves to that has us in a place where we are actually bound despite the fact that we think we are free. Or rather, despite the fact that we try and give the impression to everyone else around us that we're free. And so let's pick up this passage of scripture in John chapter 8. And we can see Jesus having a little chat with some people here. John chapter 8 verse 31 says this. And listen to the context. Jesus said to the people who believed in him. Most of us here tonight probably believe in Jesus. You are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free again the same question are you really free have you really been set free some of the things that come to mind for me around mindsets are the thoughts we have about what others think of us can create a restriction The challenges we have with regard to the way we think about finances can be a restriction. Many people are bound up with fear and it's a a restriction. Some people struggle severely with their own self-esteem and it's a restriction. And I could go on and on and on and on tonight about areas where in our mind, and that's why I said it's a, it, it's a, it, it could be psychological or it could be spiritual, that, that we are actually bound up. But 
That stands in contrast to what Jesus actually said here. He said, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And you know, I know that in a moment we are set free from the penalty of sin when we receive Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of our life. And it's uh, that we are justified. But the process of sanctification ought to be progressive where we continue to experience freedom. It's a, and Paul says in Corinthians, we're changed from glory to glory. It's like one level of glory seems like the best it can be until you reach the next stage of that particular glory. And, and can I say with freedom, it's exactly that. You see, your ability to emanate the work and power of Jesus Christ is the result of progressive freedom that you experience as a result of your obedience to the teachings of Jesus. John 8, 31, I'll read it to you again. Jesus said to the people who believed in him, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. He goes, and here's where we get some resistance. Hang on. We are descendants of Abraham. We've never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean you will be set free? There's resistance here, isn't there? What started as a teaching moment becomes an argument. And it's, a, it's an argument because there's resistance to what Jesus is trying to teach the people who believed in him. They're saying, no, no, who do you think you are to say that we are not free, that we're slaves in some form or another? Jesus goes on to explain, and this is, <laughs> Jesus fights dirty sometimes. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, everyone who sins is a slave of sin. A slave is not a permanent member of the family, but a son is part of the, fa- part of the family forever. So if the son sets you free, you are truly free. Yes, I realize, and this is the part where he digs in the knife. Yes, I realize you are descendants of Abraham. And yet some of you are trying to kill me because there's no room in your hearts for my message. I'm telling you what I saw when I was with my father, but you are following the advice of your father. Um, Jesus Jesus went from zero to ten really, really quickly. He said, you guys are bound up. You don't believe you're bound up, but you are bound up. As a matter of fact, you're slaves to sin. You're not sons of the heavenly father. You think you're sons of... You're, not, you're slaves to sin and you are following the advice of your father. And we know who he meant by saying that, day. And the reality is this, you know, we are believers, followers of Christ. And yet too often we allow ourselves to become submitted to the sin that exists in our life. And the sin that exists in our life is that which is contrary to what Jesus taught. The way we think at times is contrary to what Jesus taught. And we just think, oh, well, I'll grow out of it. No, you won't grow out of it. It's, it's actually the enemy stealing, killing, destroying. And while you continue to accommodate his work in your life, while you can continue to accommodate the work of your father in your life you won't be set free I said at the start this may be uncomfortable but the reason I'm saying it is I believe we all need to keep moving towards the freedom that Jesus offers it was never God's intention for you to be saved and stay the same It was never God's intention for you to be saved and continue to be enslaved by the sin that goes on in and through you. 
And, and you know, people straight away go to the worst things. They think of the most overt sins. But, you know, believing you are less than what God has called you to be is sin itself. You are rejecting what God says about you and accepting what the enemy says about you. And when we talk about being enslaved to sin, there are too many people enslaved by their own thoughts, their own imaginations, their own experiences, their own history. Whom the sun sets free is what? Free indeed. Again, the question I asked at the beginning is simply this, how free are you? Uh, If I can answer the question, you know, I'm progressively becoming free. But I know enough about me to know that I'm not completely free as I desire to be. Now, in God's sight, through the work of Christ, I am. I understand that. There's no question about salvation here. This is about progressive freedom, changing from glory to glory, becoming more like Christ, emanating Christ from deep within so that I can be a witness, if you like, of the power of God in my life and through my life to others. And so the way that I live demonstrates what he is able to do. And my question to you tonight is how free are you? Let me read to you the same passage of scripture from the Message Bible. And I know it's a little different. It says, then Jesus, and this is is the kicker in the first verse. And Jesus turned to the Jews who had claimed to believe in him. And I love that because the other one says believe. And then Jesus actually adjusted it and said, you know, you're actually sons of the enemy. This uh, here, Eugene Peterson says, claim to believe in him. We claim to believe in Christ, but the truth, the truth lies in our responsiveness to the good news that's been preached and our willingness to be completely set free. Now, some of you are saying, this sounds complex, this sounds hard. And I'm not suggesting it's easy, but whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Let me read a little further. He says, um, uh, then Jesus turned to the Jews who had claimed to believe in him. He said, if you stick with this, living out what I tell you, you are my disciples for sure. In other words, he understands it's a progressive experience. Then you will experience for yourselves the truth and the truth will free you. Surprised, they said, but we're descendants of Abraham. We've never been slaves to anyone. But how how can you say the truth will free you? Jesus said, I tell you most solemnly that anyone who chooses a life of sin is trapped in a a dead end life. And that is, in fact, a slave. A slave can't come and go at will. The son, though, has an established position, the run of the house. So if the son sets you free, you are free through and through. I know you're Abraham's descendants, but I also know that you are trying to kill me because my message hasn't yet penetrated your thick skulls. It had an interesting way of putting it. I'm talking about things that I have seen while keeping company with the Father, and you just keep on, you just go on doing what you've heard from your Father. I'm going to wrap up in just a couple of moments. John 14 and verse 6 says this Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And sometimes we get mixed up. We think this is about learning more. It's actually about knowing more. Knowing Christ more. He is the truth. You'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. Who's the truth? Jesus. 
John 16 and verse 13 says this, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. The Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth, leads you into truth that you might experience the freedom that Christ has purchased for you. When you ask yourself the question, are you truly free? Allow the Holy Spirit to answer for you and work with him that you might experience the freedom that Christ has purchased. You're a new creation, ticked off, but we're also in the process of becoming new as well. Ruth, would you come now? Thank you. So as Wayne has said, you know, the sun sets us free. But I want to look at a passage of scripture in Hebrews. And um, if you've got your Bibles, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. If we have a look at this book of Hebrews, it was written to the Jewish people. And it was written with a real strength and a real authority to sort of say, hey, it's time to shift some things out of your life so that you can continue to grow and handle the persecution, handle the things that are coming your way. And he was here. He is saying to them, come on, Jesus is, has set you free. It's time to walk in the freedom. And, you know, we've heard from Wayne tonight in such a powerful way about the Son has set us free. But in this passage of Scripture, Hebrews 12, 1 to 2, which is the follow-on of Hebrews 11, where we see the, the Hall of Fame, you know, all the people that have um, been spoken about, that have gone before us. But he comes now and he says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus. In this passage of scripture, the writer is so strong on saying, strip off every weight that slows us down. You know, Wayne's been talking about being set free. He's been talking about the thing in our life that we are working towards that fact that we're going to take that off and allow Jesus to lead us and guide us. And here we read, come on, get rid of the weight, get rid of the things that are slowing you down, pulling you back and causing you to not continue to be able to run this race. So what are we going to do? You know, we've heard about being set free. And as believers, we've been set free because of Jesus. But as Wayne has said, quite often we hold on to the things. We don't allow ourselves to be set free. And so, Luke, I don't know if you can come, but I'd love you to be on this keyboard. And I believe tonight what God wants to do is he wants to start to speak to us. And he wants to start to speak to us about what's the things that are weighing you down. What's stopping you from continuing to run the race? What's stopping you from being all that God's asking you to be? What's that little voice that says you're not good enough? What's that little voice that keeps coming and saying, you'll never make it. You can't do that. That's, that's impossible. What are those things that are coming against us that constantly, seem to come and grip us, that sin that holds us so tight. 
You know, when we look at this and we see, we see that the writer, he's using a metaphor and he's liking it to an athlete. You know, in the um, metaphor of a Greek athlete, they all knew what it was to be a Greek athlete and only one person could run the race. Only one person could actually get there and we know that only one person can win the race, but there was no second prize. There was no third prize. It was only a first prize. And so they knew that they had to continue to grow their endurance and continue to grow and take off the weight that held them back from running the race to win the race so let's stop and think for a moment what's the weight what's stopping you from running your race is it apathy is it what you're watching in the in the silence of your own time when nobody's watching is it the attitude that you hold Is it the unforgiveness that you won't allow God to come and enable you to forgive that person that's come against you? Is it holding back from the surrender and saying, Jesus, you went to a cross to set me free for the Son has set us free. But what's the weight that doesn't allow you to run the race? with the understanding that Jesus is there running with you and enabling you to be all that he's called you to do and to be. Sometimes we carry shame, fear of man, hopelessness, doubt. But in James chapter 1, 2 to 4, dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. And then the scripture goes on. So how do we win the race? It says really, really clearly in that passage of scripture, look to Jesus, that Jesus has set you free. Jesus is the one we keep our eyes on. Come on, let's stop taking our eyes off Jesus and let's put it back on Him. Let's stop looking to the left and to the right and starting to wonder whether He's in the room or whether He's with us or whether we can actually get rid of this stuff that holds us back. Let's take our eyes off that and let's surrender it and say, Jesus, I'm going to make you the Lord of my life. I'm going to make you the one that I follow. I'm going to make you the one that I serve. I'm going to make you the one that whatever comes my way, nothing will hold me back. Nothing will stop me from being who you've called me to be. I am set free. Don't let the enemy fool you or hold you back.